Look, our brains are great at lots of things, but remembering passwords is not one of them, especially not secure passwords. Let's free our brains from being password managers and get something way better. 1Password. One 1Password one keeps everything private and in sync across multiple devices. 1Password can't see the passwords or sensitive information you store in 1Password, so they can't use it, share it, or sell it, and neither can anyone else. I've been using 1Password for about 10 years now, and it's made my life so much easier, especially using it with Touch ID and Face ID. It's the first thing I install on any new phone, computer, or tablet I'm using for myself or my family. And all you have to remember is one strong account password that protects everything else your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. And I love that something I use to save me so many hours, I can't even count them all, is something you can try too. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash beyond for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash beyond. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepassword.com slash beyond. And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm welcoming back my good friend, Jeff C., to have a conversation with me about a book we both read a while ago and have been implementing pieces of it into our lives ever since. The book is called Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less by Alex Pang. And in this conversation, you'll hear us talk about why rest is not the opposite of work and why rest and work are partners and go hand in hand and can complement each other. So in effect, it's not that you're working less. It's that you're getting more done when you work less, when you're resting, when you're intentionally resting, when you're investing in your resting, you get more done. And I really think this is a milestone episode for a lot of reasons. I think you're going to really enjoy this. And I know you're going to really enjoy the book. You should probably just check that out as well. You'll find the link to that in the show notes, which you can find at beyondthetodolist.com slash 230. And I'll just get out of the way and say, enjoy this conversation I had with Jeff C. about rest. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, my friend, Jeff C. Welcome back, Jeff. Hello. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, we've been talking, this This book came out, gosh, we, we both wanted to talk about this book, it, and it's called uh, Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. And it's not about like, hey, let's just do less work. You get right. you get right. better work done. You get good work done, and, and and honestly, better work and higher quality work, and even more work. But it's all about coupling that or uh, balancing that with actual rest. And I know, like people out there, they're like, "Yeah, we've heard about this. Rest is a thing that's like elusive. It's it's you, you can never have it. It's not going to ever happen." I take breaks, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is. But it, the book talks way more about rest. As if it's something that is a partner to work. It is a, it is a, like a, an, a, I don't know, you know, like a, it's, it's not the anti work thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's not, it's not, the it's opposite not, of not work. working. Right. Yeah. It's not, yes. not working. But the thing that got me about this book, and you and I have discussed it at length because it is, it was kind of 
I don't want to say a paradigm shift because that's overused, but it did make <laughs> game us really, changer. Yeah, game changer. The thing it really made us think about is it 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 really did. It made me structure rest. I guess would be the same thing. It would make me almost schedule rest. It made me make it a priority instead of something that I just didn't do. Like I just didn't do work and I slept in on Saturday, and actually going and say, okay, how am I going to hack? rest. So that could be another title of the book actually is hacking rest or it could or, be that. Know, yeah. I mean because that's what it is these tools and 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 tips inside the book on, you know, steps to do like really make your rest the best rest it can be. That sounds like a recruiting poster, but hacking it, work, making your hacking, rest the yeah. best work it, the right. best rest it can be. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's for me, like you, when you think about it, like you, you think, oh, rest. Yeah. Like that's good. But you almost feel like it's, you know, reading a book about how to rest feels like trying to read something to get right. away with justifying procrastination right. and laziness and it's, not it's, having, you know, work ethic and drive and quote hustle and all of that. And I'm just like, no, actually, this is actually going to. If, if anything, this book is almost the secret to being able to hustle when you need to and then right. not hustling when you shouldn't be. And it feels weird because rest is a thing that we associate with sleep. And that's kind of a natural thing. It's like, here's a book on how to go to the bathroom. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> yes. it's, we all rest and we all have to. But but this is really how to do it the right way. And not only why it's important for you to do it, but some steps that you can take to really uh, – optimize that's another good word and optimize your rest and we both have practiced a lot of these things and really have noticed a difference yeah well and i want to say like i mean one of the biggest key pieces from the book is this idea that rest i'm gonna go ahead and say not only can it be active that it really ought to be active and and what i mean by active there's twofold meaning there one is you can be you can be doing something fully physically active and have it be rest but also active in the sense that like it's intentional. You've intentionally decided to be resting and doing something other than your normal, your work, your every day that gets you away from that so that you can recharge and be fully usable for that again when it's time. Yeah. And the thing also is I'm all about creativity and creativity mm-hmm. hacks and how can you be better uh, a creative person? And oddly enough, rest is a big factor in becoming more creative, have being more creative, have more uh, ideas pop in your mind, and how to use you know use those hand in hand on how to be you know you're creative and be creative in your rest, and how rest makes you more creative, and so there's all those different things that factor into it as well. Well, it's the idea that you know almost like a a person who goes to the gym, like today's leg day, tomorrow is right, right. arms and something else day, and you know you alternate because you can't have the same muscle get worked over and over again, or it doesn't grow, or it, I mean it doesn't have any right. energy left in it. So, just like know. food, you know, you both both you and I like to eat. But it would be like we don't like to eat the same thing. And you both and I, you and I love pizza. Like whenever we get together for a mastermind or whatever, we always try to hit a pizza joint or some place that serves mac and cheese. Just so you guys know, if you ever want to have us, that's what we like. Um, but we wouldn't want to eat that every day for the rest of our lives. You need variety. And uh, rest needs the same thing if you want to optimize it. Yeah, exactly. And so it it can be I mean, we're talking about there's probably some standard things you need to put into place first and mm-hmm. foremost that are like daily elements of rest in your life as well as 
uh, bigger chunks of stuff for even daily and weekly and, you know, and then the weekend. And when I say weekend and planning for the weekend and rest, I automatically think of one particular person. And I know right. you know who I'm thinking of. Right. And so yeah. Michael Hyatt. Just, yeah. Yeah. I love planners. Planners are cool. They help you organize your, your, your life. And I thought that's great. But the thing that made it stand out for me, and maybe it's in a lot of other ones, but I had never seen it before, but Michael Hyatt really, he schedules the weekend and schedules the rest and scheduling like naps even. And so that kind of changed the way, you know, starting to schedule rest in other than on the weekend and, you know, like going to bed, but makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, he's a big proponent of naps and I started trying if I need one to take a nap and Boy, that sure boosts creativity too. So, I mean, it's really this whole scheduling of rest has kind of been uh, a, a new thing that I've implemented in my life lately. Yeah, being intentional about it, planning it to where you have it if you need it, or actually planning it so that you have it even when you don't know that you need it. Right. Um, and you could go overboard. Like, I, kn- I mean, I know, and I'm not saying he does this, but I'm saying I know that Michael Hyatt will literally unplug from work stuff for the entire weekend. Now he doesn't necessarily unplug from uh, social, which could be a debatable topic. I think to a certain extent, right. let's go to that later. Uh, I know right now he's on a month long sabbatical where he's not doing any work thought at all. And he's not doing emails any, you know, doing no work whatsoever. And if you could right. imagine that, like, honestly, I would love to do that. I would love to take a month off of everything. But I do right. know. <laughs> so I said, so here's a, here's a funny thing. Like I sent him a message on, uh, Instagram stories, uh, cause he had posted he was going on sabbatical and da 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 da. And I said, okay, I'll see, you know, I'll, I'll see your reply to this message when you get back in a month. And he replied right away and was like, oh no, I'm still using social while I'm gone. So <laughs> right. he's actually, and I really admire that he's doing that in the fact that he's proving that like, he it, it's not a compulsion thing. It's part of a it, he's using it for the enjoyment factor. But anyway, right. that's a we can talk about the social and, and, media and aspect should, of it if, later if we want to or go and go to it now, I guess. I don't know. Well, my thing is, I also want to highlight that, you know, some of us are, and it's all about seasons of life. Yes. You know, Michael Hyatt has been doing this for a long time. He's got a team behind us. A lot of us don't have teams. You and I both can't do a sabbatical right no, now. No. It just can't financially or family wise it just it just doesn't work um someday oh yeah i would love to do that too but we can take mini sabbaticals um that do a lot of recharging and a lot of stuff that we can do that gives us a lot of benefits that we you know we tend to try to cram stuff in and you and i were scheduled, uh, talking about this before and i had read an article a couple weeks ago about people it's you know it's vacation times right now and one of the problems is people stress so much about their vacation that it's not really worth it. At the end of the day, it doesn't give them any benefits because they try to cram too much into every day to get, you know, like the most bang out of their buck. If they're going to Disneyland, they're going to, I got to go and do all of it all the first day. And this article was really talking about, hey, give yourself time. Don't, you know, make it okay before you even start to let yourself know that you're not going to do certain things because it's just not practical. And that's, I think, really key, too, because I think as a at least in, you know, our nation, we do try to, to cram a lot of stuff in our vacation where it's not even almost fun anymore. 
Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's funny you bring up Disney because I literally just got back from there uh, with my family last week. And one of the things we were talking about after the trip uh, was the idea that what we would have done differently is we would have gotten down there to Florida and uh, checked into where we were going and stayed for, you know, a night or two before getting over to Disney. And even then, like, we didn't try to do Disney, you know, all of the above all at once. We picked one park per day right. and did two days and that was it. And even then it was a little overwhelming. And, you know, I learned how to, and, and this is a skill. Rest is a skill. Um, mm-hmm. but you're going to learn how to do this better as you try to do it and attempt to do it small scale and slowly, you know, build up. I mean, I, I there, there are times where I get through a weekend and I wonder, did I really get enough rest? And sometimes I feel like, no, probably not. Right. And even Sunday night, I'm thinking, uh, I should, pr- I, I feel like I almost need to crack the laptop just so that tomorrow morning I don't feel as rushed. And I hate that feeling. And right. so I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, get around that, you know, not look at email over the weekend, which there are weekends where I don't. There are weekends where right. I take a peek and then I always regret it. And <laughs> right. al- almost always regret it. And yeah. it's just like, you know, so, yeah, it's a skill and it's it's about getting better at it. It's about not trying to cram in as much. I mean, as as, as we, you know, kind of go back to what Michael Hyatt does, like he literally will take he, he checks out on Friday at the end of the well, day and then he is off. Like he is not, he often, I mean, again, he's older and is an empty nester and he and his wife, Gail, like they will get out of town often from Nashville, which is great. Unfortunately, right. you know, not great for me. Cause when I go down there and then <laughs> he's, he's not there yeah. to visit, I'm like, right. crap, but yeah. well, here's, here's one of the things, you know, we mentioned like we, a lot of us, and I, I have a feeling a lot of your listeners are in the same situation. We can't take a month sabbatical off, but no. we can do things that we can in our own realm of, you know, now what I can do is like if I'm going to Dallas and Dallas for me is about two and a half hours away. If we have to go there for a family thing or like we're going to a show or whatever, instead of a lot of people will drive to Dallas, go see, do the game or whatever, and then drive back. Well, that takes a lot of time. And so I have, I'm blessed to have the funds and resources that I can get a hotel. And so, so I'm not stressed and I know how I would be and that this will bless me and my family, I'll be able to, I'll spend that extra money to get a hotel room. And you, you know, this, even like when we meet for like the tribes conference in, uh, uh, in Nashville, you know, it's, I can drive it in a day, but a lot of times I'll do is I'll work, you know, till the afternoon a little bit, and then I'll drive halfway and spend the night and then have a nice leisurely drive, not kill myself getting up and going that kind of stuff. I think learning, how your body relates yes. and how you need rest. Um, we can't take sabbaticals, but we are, you know, a lot of us are blessed enough to have enough finances to get a hotel room. And it doesn't have to be like at the Ritz or anything, but just a place to to crash and decompress. I, I tell you, it makes a world of difference. I am a, a new person. My family loves me more when I do those kind of things. When we can have that leisurely time and not the mad scramble, it seems so much to get out the door. Yeah, I totally agree. And and again, I, I like what you're saying about how you know people can't typically afford to unless they've really been intentional about it and prepared for it. They can't do a sabbatical. They can't do you know even two weeks off. Is, is hard for right. people. It, it's even a week off like I just did is, you know, sometimes a little bit harder depending time. upon. Yeah. yeah. Depending upon, you know, your your position, what it, what it is you do, how you do it. Um, so for most of us, the practical day in, day out, you know, is 
We've got a, you know, we've got work days in front of us and we've got weekends and I'm not saying, Hey, let's live for the weekends. Like a lot of people are, you know, like they, like a lot of people, uh, what's funny is a lot of people, um, what is it they say? They say something along the lines of, you know, working um, for the weekend. Yeah. They, I mean, they, but not only that, they take that and they spin it and they say that it's like, Oh man, those people who are just working to then the have weekend, their weekend, yeah. like I pity them. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, the weekend's time is much more free in some ways, depending upon, I don't know, I'm, I'm going down a bad tangent well, here, the, so the, I probably should the, stop. The, but, the other uh, thing is, is people flip it and go, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your see, life. And, and, you know? <laughs> and there's the rub. <laughs> right. there, there it is right there. I think it's those two things combined that it's like, no, what it is, it's both are true and both are false. Both those right. sayings. And what it comes down to is even if you love what you're doing, you cannot do it eight hours a day and then come back the next day and the next day and the next day and then not and then work on the weekend as well. You will burn out. You will right. run out of ideas or you will come up with worse ideas because you have to deliberately rest in order to stimulate your brain and sustain your brain in different ways and have creativity as a resource or else you will just not have it. Trust me. Yeah. Or you'll treat it. the people you work with poorly as well. Right. Well, you mentioned deliberate rest, and so maybe we can go into that because there's different types of rest. Um, you know, and to be deliberate deliberate for all those types of rest, I think is important. So for one example for me is you know, I try to get away from screens and, and this is, I do this mainly so I can stay creative because my job is usually based on my output of creative ideas and videos or whatever. And I have to cultivate that. And this came almost out of necessity is I got so tired of looking at screens. And so what I try to do is I got into wood carving and I would carve, try to wood carve at least, you know, at least 20 minutes a night, even if it's something stupid, simple or woodworking with my dad on the weekends or whatever. But every night I try to break away and get away from those goofy screens. And I have found that has like the, the biggest thing that I have done that increases my creativity is that kind of stuff. And so I think that's just, that's one type of, you know, I'm working with my hands. I'm going, you know, and and not looking at screens. I'm just, I'm still being creative in a different way, but that lets me, it stimulates some part of my brain that helps me have other thoughts when I wake up in the morning and, and start start fresh. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at with the whole word active, is that it's not a passive mm-hmm. thing. You're not sitting there doing nothing. And, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Rest right, can come in too. that form yeah. as well. Rest can be incredibly passive. It can and be, meditation. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it, it can come very much in the form of still intentionally, but doing nothing. Like, not consuming, not creating Literally right. letting your, you know, hanging yourself up to dry for a while and just letting yourself hang out, you know? <laughs> right. Like um, I just took, you just mentioned your trip. And so I just got back from a trip with my son for his, he graduated and I, my dad took me on a senior trip and I took mine to the same place in, in Branson, Missouri. And we sat on the dock and fished most all the time. We went to amusement park a couple of times, but mostly we sat there and fished and talked because that's what he wanted to do. And that recharged me more than anything. And it wasn't a long, super long, like week long trip. I mean, uh, and this is another thing that you and I both have kind of figured out how to hack our schedules is like, we have a Friday show. I left right after that and drove down there. And then I was back into the office on Tuesday and it wasn't a long drawn out thing, but it was the, what I did, which was just sitting in 
watching the fog roll in over the the river and fish. I mean, just it rejuvenates you. And so that's that would probably be even less active than carving. Right. But it's but it it's like you said, it's okay to sit there and do nothing or sit there and hold a fishing pole or write on your your great American novel if that's what helps you relax and use a different part of your brain and rejuvenate you. So I would say, wouldn't you say to figure that out for yourself would be like, take a journal, Eric, and figure out like, okay, you know, I did this and I, man, I really like that. I really felt like on Monday I had all these new ideas. I mean, what, how have you discovered what your, you know, like thing is that rejuvenates you? Well, and I would even say, I mean, there's a definite uh, thing. Speaking of notebooks, I mean, being able to pull one out and have one with you, on right. the go, say on a weekend, that when you think of something, oh, I could tweet that, or I could, mm-hmm. you know, that's an idea for a this or a that or whatever. Like, I don't know that it's wrong to capture ideas on the go, but I think then going down the rabbit trail of like trying to craft them and do those things, especially if that's what you do during your regular week, like mm-hmm. shift mode, shift into a different gear actually is really a better way to put it. Like shift into different gears. Not just in your day-to-day. Like, again, we should probably go back to some of the day-to-day stuff after we get off this weekend stuff. Um, shift into a different gear deliberately. Coast for a while, even. And let yourself, you know, recharge in a way that, like, maybe a hybrid would, where it's not using the right. gas stuff. It's it's coasting and it's charging your electric battery to use and travel in a different way. But, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, for me, I really like to... I really, I'm just going to confess, like, I love TV, and I love Mm -hmm. movies, and I want to go to the theater, and I want to sit downstairs in my big screen 4K that I have now, and, you know, comfy couch, and sit with the kids, and I I mean, and it's it's an interactive family thing, you know, most of the time. I, I also think you've hacked this, because I know you go out once a week with you and some guys and watch, this. it's the same kind of thing. Yes, But... It's it's almost that active pass. I mean, active you know resting because you're going there and you're still just dis- but you're disgusting and debating you know the topics that you you're said you I'm watched. disgusting. That's funny. No, just dis- you're disgusting. <laughs> I'm what disgusting. you watch is just dumb. We, we discuss things. No, we, you yeah. discuss. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we get together on a Wednesday nights. We, me and some guy friends, we get together and we watch epi- old episodes of The West Wing and we talk about it. But honestly, like after doing it for almost two years now or more. Uh, come to think about it, like we're already, de- you know, we're talking about like maybe doing other watching other things or right. whatever. And the, you know, the instigation of putting a different thing to watch in place is still so that we have like a kind of uh, springboard know, rallying yeah. point, you know, if, right. but it's we, honestly, most of the time we end up talking. Like we, right. we, we, we do still watch stuff most of the time, but we do like majority of the time of the time we're together. Still, we're, we're talking. We're talking more than watching. And that's what and I'm I, saying with like, you know, sitting down and watching stuff and whatever. I mean, I often in the evenings like to watch like half hour comedy stuff. I've gone through a number right. of series, uh, over the past four years, starting with Seinfeld way back in the day, right after social media marketing world, the first one I went to. And, um, uh, yeah, it it it, it kind of just lightens my mood. It kind of, I mean, it's almost like sitting there and just like decompressing, you know. Well, see, and see, but this reminds me of some one of my favorite authors, uh, C.S. Lewis. What he did with Tolkien, went and did the Inklings. You know, right. that was kind of the, almost your West Wing is your Inklings. You know, yes. where you do go uh, stuff, but that and this this all bounces back to being this active rest. You're not just laying on a couch somewhere, 
but this is resting, but you're using a different part of your brain interacting. And I know that helps make you more creative. Yeah. And again, I, I, he doesn't, Alex Pang, the author of the book, doesn't talk about it as if it's different gears, but I like thinking about it in that way, where I like thinking about like, Hey, when I am ultra focused during a work week time and I'm in one of the four to five hours that I really am going to get a lot done, kind of a mode like that's a high gear that's a takes a lot right. of focus and effort to make it happen and then i'm in like a different gear for other times in that day and then in the evening and in the morning i'm in a different gear and then on the weekend it's a whole other gear and like mm-hmm. there's you know and and then well, there's the the laying on the couch and doing nothing mode or the laying on the couch and watching tv mode or the sitting and watching with my family which is a whole other thing like there's the, i mean it, there's way more than like the five or six gears that are normal in a car but like you right. see what i'm saying Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond well, you know what made me feel a lot better is that uh, podcast you had with the author of The Creative Curve yes. a while back. And the whole thing, it made me feel so good because I did it and I was like, I kind of felt guilty about it for so many years. Is I'm, I collect things to help me be creative. Like I'll, like you said, like I'll watch some comedy and there'll be something that'll spark and I'll write down an idea or I'll go for a walk and that'll spark an idea or I'll, or, or I'll listen to a podcast or watch, you know, see something on, read an article or something I read and, and kick all the ideas. And he mentioned all that. That's collecting to be creative. And it's that consuming. just. Yeah, it was me consuming to be creative. And so that, as long as I don't abuse it and say, well, I'm just going to sit and watch, you know, binge watch right. all the Marvel episodes and that'll make me creative. That's not 
I'm actively trying to get ideas when I'm collecting. And that made me feel a lot better listening to that podcast because it was so much like, that's what all these creative people do. And I was like, wow, I feel good because that's what I do. And for so many years, I thought, well, that's just wasting time. And it really isn't. Yeah, I think about it almost as metaphorically back to food, like we were talking about earlier, uh, where it's the, uh, you know, you consume for fuel. Well, you consume content for creating. Like it's by observing and seeing and thinking about other things that even if you're doing a different kind of work as you're watching it, you're still kind of analyzing it and or enjoying it to then Mm -hmm. maybe use it in something else that you do, especially if you're a knowledge worker. Right. So. Um, I mentioned this four hours, five hours thing, and I think I should probably clarify that, like, in the book, he, t- uh, by the way, we're, we're barely skimming over the book. There's so much in right. this book. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, we're just kind of taking the, you know, the stuff that is readily ap- applicable to us, but there's a lot more in there that I know is going to be, be applicable to a lot of other people. But one of the things he does is he kind of goes over a lot of, you know, high output, you know, really creative people. And he, he says by studying what they did in their, uh, not just their mornings, but in their days, uh, he saw that basically they had four to five hours of concentrated work and that was a good day for them. And, and we're, right. we think about that from our, you know, quote, modern work day and we're like eight hours a day and, you know, and then some, you know, where, you know, crack the laptop in the evening, get up early at 6 a.m. and do more. And it's just like, no, like you're really mm-hmm. not outputting more or even better, especially is the, the key right. piece here when you're doing that. And so, and, and by the way, uh, I'm recording, uh, again with Cal Newport coming up and that's going to be, uh, mm-hmm. in- interesting because I want to kind of revisit the whole focus thing with him now that it's been a few years. He's gone well, off right. and I mean, he's got other things coming up for sure, new books and stuff, but like, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, well this time thing ties into also what Chris Brogan always says, what he schedules only a small part of his day. Because of all the other, you know, right. So, you know, he schedules that time, which is the, his focus time and then leaves the rest open for other things and life to happen, which ties into like, you only have so much hours of really concentrated work. Uh, and so you, you think about how small it is, but th- then you think about, okay, how can I optimize that? How can I remove the distractions? You know, when do I need to take breaks? Cause I, I can't, myself and now other people can like Cal Newport and I think some other uh, high functioning people, which I am not um, goes, they can, you know, they could do four hours straight of really concentrated sure. stuff. And I, I can do that rarely. Most of the time it's like I can work for 30 minutes <laughs> and then I get up and I have to do, you know, I have to, I can't sit on my butt that long. You know, I have to go take a walk. And that's another thing we mentioned that he mentioned in the book, the importance of walking and how yes. many of the smart uh, creative people, and he did some studies on actually go for walks, and that changed uh, the way I think about it too. And I've been trying to schedule those in my day as well. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to say when you brought up Chris Brogan and and you know not scheduling out his whole day, it made me think again back to Michael Hyatt's uh, full focus planner that we referenced right. earlier in ter- in terms of uh, in regards to the the weekend and planning that. Um, one of the things that he suggests with the planning of your workday is not only to have the, you know, the, the startup routine and the shutdown routine, but that you're not putting on that list of stuff to do today more than say, basically you, you've got your big three, you know? And, and I think if you thought about it, like that four to five hours of focused, concentrated work spread across three different things. And maybe if it was like, Hey, here's, 
you know, you know, if, if we take what you were just saying, where you take about a half hour to maybe an hour right. if you're on a roll and you almost push one of the three big things to completion, take a break and then come back and finish it. And then you move on and, you know, you, number two, same thing, mm-hmm. three, same thing. That's a good day. And I think that's yeah. kind of, you know, for us that are not as practiced with this focus time or not as uh, we, for those of us, I, I have to throw this in there. For those of us who don't have complete control over our own time because we work for other people and things come up and we have calls that are not things we planned for, like that's probably the, the best approach to, to, to do that. And then in the, you know, in the meantime, like, yeah, if you've got those three things, the three big things done today and you got four to five hours of solid work and then maybe you did some like passive admin stuff and you call it a day, like, you're still getting more done than just frittering back and forth between a whole bunch of different things on top of just not uh, resting. Right. Yeah. I, I just think that this is, this is huge uh, to not, uh, you know, overdo your to-do list, <laughs> you know, right. right yeah. To have a, to, to have the overdue, the overflowing to-do list is really where, so it, where it goes. When you, when you're done, you know, like with your day, how do you check out? And so, you and I have talked about this and one of the hacks that I use is that like when it comes to the weekend, I change my watch face on <laughs> right. my Apple on my Apple Watch to be like Mickey Mouse, like the retro Mickey Mouse one, because that way, whenever I look at my watch, because I'm usually looking at my watch because oh, what I got to do next, I am reminded that oh, it's the weekend. I'm supposed to be relaxing, and just that little, you know, mental or visual trigger really does help. Uh, and you know, even you know during the work the work day when you check out, you know, putting your phone in the other room when you're, you're sitting at dinner, you know, that kind of stuff. What are some other hacks that you have found that you really like to use? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I'll do is I have found, even though, um, because of the nature of my day job and your day job, even to a certain extent is that we're on social media and we get notifications there from people who are doing things over the weekend. Um, I'm thinking deliberately about Facebook at this moment. Like, I try not to go in there because I see it as almost another work email inbox. And so, number one, I will actually do the trick on iOS where you offload the app. You don't delete it, but you offload it so that you have to re-download it again, even though it's still the placeholder for the app is still there. And and by the way, I have all my social apps in a folder on the second page of my phone. So, I have to dig a little bit harder to get to them. Um but I will offload those apps and I'll, you know, maybe I'll do Twitter and a couple others. And I, I, I will typically do that so that I am not tempted to, even though I may or may not have my phone, I'd love to get to the point where not having my phone on me at, at all or as much or even having one of those burner phones where my number forwards to it for calls only. I was considering mm. that actually. So, um, that's kind of one of the things. Then the other is I will use something like boomerang where I will pause my inbox in multiple places so that nothing new comes in. Uh, and actually, in fact, uh, uh, what's the, what did I just say? I did, um, offloading, offloading my mail app on my phone so that I don't have the ability to check my mail randomly while I'm standing in a line. Cause it's a, it's a habit. Like we've trained ourselves, you know, these last 10 years, we've grown accustomed to, you know, slide to open or press and hold with thumbprint to open on all these you know, devices in our pockets while we're out and about when we should just be decompressing and being bored on purpose. Right. That's so I'm trying to think of what else I do. Um, 
I try, yeah, I mean, I try to do those things. I try to, you know, do the shutdown routine. I try to plan the weekend and say, okay, what are we going to do this weekend that's, uh, different from the work week, you know? And I'm not saying, you know, don't have cool, unique things to do during the work week. That would be great too. Like, right. heck, my wife and I went to the movies last night, completely unplanned. At least I was like, Hey, you want to go see the movies? She was like, yeah. And we did. And we never well, do that. We, I want right. to do that. I mean, we, I want to go like every Tuesday when it's cheap ticket night. So, right. Anyway. Well, th- and, th- and then it's deliberate practice. And that's stuff that like, uh, in your podcast with Cal Newport, you mentioned as well is that, you know, I, one of my things is the, you know, offloading my tasks and writing them down. So I don't worry about them when I'm supposed to be resting. That's a huge yes. thing for me. And I used to beyond the to do, I'm uh, not beyond the to do list, but I used to do this for that to capture my ideas. And I'm trying to get my, I like telling my wife how much it's changed, how I, I can sleep better and all this stuff. Um, and the other thing, you know, offloading that and also saying like, I just say out loud is like shut down complete. So I could say that because like when I leave my office, cause my office is in my house in a portable building out back. Um, so I don't forget like, did I lock the door? Did I set the alarm? Did I, you know, did I get, I, and if I say that and it sounds stupid to say it out loud, but it really does make me go, okay, I'm done. I am done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. I think that's for me, especially now with the kids home, uh, the end of the day is different for me. I'm trying to figure out how to press, you know, stop and, right. you know, close out the day. Like that's, and that's literally funny because that's when we're recording this. So I'm thinking about it like actively in my head. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. dinner, you know, like, and maybe it is right. like just maybe it's a thing where it's like I shut down as much as I can, but then I step away for a while and then I like right. ease into doing other things in the evening. I don't know. It's, it's different for me in my, my season right now. Your season's different. Right. My, I just, and <laughs> you've, you've got your, you know, man shed in your yeah, yard, whereas I'm literally inside the house. So, but one of the, I mean, some of the things is making you having triggers for yourself that work. Like for the one you taught me that really helps is like, you know, not to eat after supper is brush your teeth. You know, right. and that could be a shutdown sequence. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm not doing work. You know, I'm that's real. And I, and I'll put sandals on. Like when I really want to like feel like I'm not working, I'll put sandals on. I don't know yeah. why. Oh, you know, gosh. and and my it, kids are like, "What is dad in sandals for?" It's, and it's I'm like, Mr. Rogers I'm where he sh- yeah. switches his shoes and his exactly. sweater and stuff when he comes in, and then when he's done, and when he's leaving, he's doing the opposite. Like that. Right. That. That mental image right now actually really helps me with that. I think I might try and start doing something along those lines. I'm not going to knit you a sweater. I'm not going to. No, and I'm not going to wear it. So, but uh, maybe switching out of, you know, switching into sandals or something. Although I I typically will wear sandals if it's warm enough. So, right. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of where else we can go here because I know we're kind of running down on this topic. But I mean, I, I really think the thing to keep in mind here, one, I think everybody should get the book. This is a, this is a no brainer book for most people to to grab um and i think really you only by studying what he says in the book as well as studying yourself are you going to figure out and be convinced to be honest right. that this is right. a a huge thing that is honestly i think a a real stumbling block uh or um speed bump to a lot of people's true um having energy and creativity that mm-hmm. they may not be even fully aware of, you know, like they, they have tired parts in their mind that they are not even aware of. And like I said before, like they think they have great ideas all day left and right, but they could have even more or even take them to the next level. Right. Uh, not, not, 
even to mention the fact that like, again, you're probably cranky with your family and cranky with your workers and, and you know, whether they're above or below you, like you could have this all so much better set up. I know I could. Um, right. Well, one of the things, I, so yeah, I, th- I think what people need to think about too, and I have actually started trying to do this is in investing in your rest. So like I invested in tools to be try carving. If it didn't work, I would try something else. You know, so like if you've always wanted to paint and you think that'd be something, invest in some paint classes and some paints and stuff. Um, I am, you know, and I'm always trying now to hack my sleep. And so, you know, Eric, our bed stunk and it was bothering me. And I'm like, gosh. And so Eric told me about the the beds, you know, that he uses. And I went to one similar. It was like a, a Lisa bed that came in the mail and it was awesome. And so that increased my sleep. And recently I just, I started using a weighted blanket of yes. all things, which I never thought I would use, and I studied that it would it helps with anxiety and helps people stay in the deep uh, sleep a little bit longer. And I tried it out, and I love it. My wife hates it; she does not like to be, be confined, and it do, it's not confining. Uh, but there's something about having that weighted blanket that I missed it when I went on vacation, um, and it's not hot and all that stuff. But it I'm, and I wouldn't and if I wouldn't have been actively pursuing better ways to rest, I would have never have come across that idea. And so. Think about that stuff. Don't be scared to try new ways to hack your rest and then, you know, use what works and throw away the the rest. Yeah, I I love weighted blankets. My son is using my daughter's old one and then my daughter has a new one and I actually really want to get one for they're my on, they're on self yeah. as well. So they're on you find them on sale on Amazon often pretty well, so it's like Yeah, that's where I got mine. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I guess the thing that I would kind of want to close out on is just saying like, look, you really, you may think you're good at breaks or that you're taking breaks at all, but I'm telling you, you might find it's better to not just think, okay, I need to walk away for a minute. No, you need to start integrating rest, not as a walk away from your work, but as a tool to do better work, think of it that way. And you will get more out of your work as well as more out of your rest. And you're going to feel better and you're going to do better work. So I don't know. I think anything else you want to add? No, I think that's great. I think that's, um, you do. I mean, this is all about productivity and being beyond the to-do list. I think rest is something you have to add to your to-do list, uh, and not just, you know, schedule just, you know, I'm not going to do anything right now, but really think of right. how I can increase my productivity through rest and then track it. I think one of the things you and I learned, especially from the full focus planner, is being able to track that and then make adjustments uh, after that. Yeah, perfect. Jeff, it's always awesome. I mean, I talk to you all the time. I mean, I, almost every day. So right. it's, it's, this is a normal conversation for us, right. just, you know, a little bit more polished and recorded, but, uh, I'd love for everybody to find out where you're at and, you know, it, and by the way, if you guys really like, uh, you know, Jeff and I talking about this, we are planning, you know, I guess I'll tease this out. We are planning on doing a podcast together coming oh, oh, oh. very, very soon. Yeah. And, uh, you'll find out more about that. So if you enjoyed this conversation, I'd love for you to, you know, let us know somehow if you know us, reach out to, to us on social. Um, but Jeff, where can people find you other than when you're talking to me? Yeah, I'd love for them to connect with me and all the socials. I'm Jeff, S-I-E-H, that's I before E, especially in C. And then also at manlypinteresttips.com, where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. Sign up for the newsletter there because I'm always talking about social media stuff on that. And so uh, love to connect with you that way. Awesome. Jeff, thanks for being here. Glad to record with you again. Awesome.
like I said at the end of the conversation there, I talk with Jeff all the time about all this kind of stuff. It's cool for me to be able to share one of those conversations with you because I think you can get a lot out of it. We've both read that book. We're kind of like doing a, a book study in front of you, and I think you need to get the book. This is one of the handful of books across the years that I think is a, a must-have, this rest book. The book is called, again, Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. It's by Alex Pang. You'll find it on you know any bookseller's place. You can go through my affiliate link if you want to help support the show by going to the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 230. There you will find the link for the book as well as links to anything else we mentioned in this episode. And you can also then from there hit share and share this episode with somebody that you know needs to hear it. We all need to be taking more intentional investing in our resting. And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening and I'll see you next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.